We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Mid-America's most trusted source for news, KMOX. At 5.03, it's a cloudy sky, 36 degrees downtown at the Arch. Today is Wednesday, January 25th. The news is sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. Our top local story is a developing one. There's been an arrest connection to the rash of carjackings in South St. Louis. St. Louis Police Major Janice Boxtruck says a joint task force involving St. Louis Police and federal agencies were surveilling a vehicle this afternoon and saw a man exit one car and get into another, which had been taken in a South City carjacking, but back in December. The occupants uh, were covertly followed until uh, they deployed uh, tire deflation devices, at which time he fled, got to this intersection, violated the stop light, and was struck by a citizen who was uh, going through the green electric signal, and it ended right here. That citizen was not hurt. It ended at Delmar on 20th. Boxtruck adds, there were three male occupants, possibly two juveniles and one adult, in the stolen car. However, that's not been verified as yet. Maria Aquino, KMOX News. One of last night's carjackings left a 38-year-old woman dead, shot before 7 in the 4700 block of Compton. Kay Johnson was found inside her car in the alley. She had been shot in the face. Police Captain Joe Morisi says last night alone there were five carjackings and several attempted. Of concern is that in several of these attempt carjackings, the suspect fired shots at the victims or into the vehicle. In one of them, a 43-year-old female was shot in the shoulder on Gravoy at Wilcox, and a couple of Gustine and Delores say the same suspects attempted to carjack them, but when they drove off, shots were fired at them. Police say this is related to the carjacking spree that started on the Schnooks parking lot in Hampton Village Tuesday evening and may have ended with this afternoon's crash. Those for and against returning the St. Louis Police Department to state control testify at a state Senate hearing in Jefferson City. Among those testifying in favor, Joe Steiger of the St. Louis Police Officers Association saying it would boost morale in the ranks but still leave the city with the power of the purse strings. If it goes back to state control, the mayor still... The city has control of the budget. That wouldn't change. Um, But she would be part of the Board of Police Commissioners. She would be one of five. Outgoing St. Louis Public Safety Director Dan Isom and newly appointed Police Chief Robert Tracy both testified against it, saying state control would not solve the problem of recruitment and retention of officers and that the new chief needs time to enact his own strategies. Kevin Colleen, KMOX News. Also, the other police union, the Ethical Society of Police, says, quote, the decade-long experiment of local control has failed for too long. The focus of local control has been the focus of controlling budgets rather than prioritizing the fundamental changes needed to improve the department. 
In other news, our snow, for the most part, is over, but there's still another challenge. As we go into tonight, one of the uh, real concerns, especially the side roads where we have some slush accumulation, uh, temperatures will drop into the 20s and uh, give a pretty good hard freeze for uh, areas that do have that slush on the roads. National Weather Service meteorologist Jared Maple says he expects temps to drop below freezing about 8 or 9 p.m., but that overpasses and elevated spots could start to freeze earlier than that, and that's what transportation departments are concerned with. We were actually ponding water on the pavement, so it was diluting our, our salt, so we actually moved over and started treating the shoulders and the gores before our shift changed, trying to get the water to get off the pavement. IDOT engineer Joe Monroe says they've been aggressive and want to get any kind of standing water cleared before those temperatures drop. Missouri American Water is proposing a whopping 25% rate increase, costing the average customer about $150 a year. Spokeswoman Christy Barnhart says the company has been replacing cast iron water mains and will be spending $115 million this year. We still have a lot of work to do replacing water pipe when you're talking about a system that's got 4,600 4, miles. That's... Um, that's quite a figure, and that's quite a lot of pipe in the ground. A Public Service Commission review of the request should be done by early summer. Missouri American Water provides service for most of the St. Louis suburbs. A rare sighting of a mountain lion in Franklin County. The animal was struck by a vehicle near T and 100 Monday night. Dan Zarlinga from the Missouri Department of Conservation. Our current uh, uh, is, you know, data seems to suggest that there is not actually a breeding population of mountain lions in Missouri. Most of the mountain lions that we have been able to get information on uh, like genetic information and stuff, seem to be ones that are wandering in from some states out west. He says the mountain lions travel hundreds or thousands of miles, mostly along river corridors from places like Montana or Colorado. The animal struck Monday, he says, could not be located, which suggests it wasn't too badly injured. U.S. Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri is sponsoring legislation to ban TikTok in the United States. The new push would prohibit downloads of the TikTok app anywhere in the U.S. and ban commercial activity by its parent company, ByteDance. The KMOX business desk. Lawmakers in the Illinois General Assembly have formed a task force to consider warehouse safety standards. State Representative Katie Stewart of Edwardsville is a member, as it was the Amazon warehouse tornado disaster in her district that led to the creation of the task force. She says they'll work with business, labor, and local governments to come up with recommendations for legislation to make warehouses safer places to work. And as we continue on Total Information PM, a developing story that we brought you as breaking news just a couple of hours ago uh, in our hourly updates on KMOX. A police chase of a suspected carjacked vehicle ended with a black Ford Fusion with three suspects inside mangled on its side at Del Mar and 20th. And uh, we had a reporter on the scene. This is believed to be connected to the string of carjackings that we've had coverage for you of across South St. Louis the last couple of days following this story and joining us live is KMOX's Maria Kina. Michael, St. Louis Police announced this morning they had formed a task force following the rash of carjackings and ATM robberies in South City that started Monday evening at Schnooks in Hampton Village. Last night, there were five more carjackings. One turned deadly, 38-year-old Kay Johnson shot to death in her car in the 4700 block of Compton. A 43-year-old woman was shot and injured at Gravoy by Wilcox. And a couple got away from the carjackers at Gustine and Delore, but not before those suspects opened fire on them. Now, this afternoon, the task force had three of the suspected carjackers under surveillance. Major Janice Boxtruck takes it from there. They actually were surveilling a vehicle that was taken in a carjacking. The gentleman that was driving that vehicle 
exited that vehicle and then entered this vehicle. This vehicle has been later determined to also be taken into carjacking in South St. Louis in December. Uh, the occupants uh, were covertly followed until uh, they deployed uh, tire deflation devices, at which time he fled, got to this intersection, violated the stop light, and was struck by a citizen who was uh, going through the green electric signal, and it ended right here. Now, Michael, as you mentioned, the three suspects slammed into an innocent citizen who was not injured. The three are believed to be juveniles and one adult, but so far, box truck says that's not been confirmed yet. We have not uh, processed the vehicle yet. We're going to tow that to a lab to have it processed there, and we'll go through it there and find out if there's any contraband in the vehicle at that time. So, Michael, the situation right now as it stands is that this task force is still very much active and they have not certainly caught all of these carjackers. Yesterday when we spoke with Public Safety Interim Director Dan Isom, he had said that even the incident on Saturday at the foundry that he believed that some of those things could actually be connected to all of these carjackings that we've seen over the past two nights. And now it's getting more critical because those suspects are starting to fire at people. Michael? Maria, do we know any more about, uh, because of course we're focused on uh, still the release of those juveniles after shots were fired at the heads of St. Louis police officers outside City Foundry. Do we know anything more? And we learned last night uh, the family courts uh, said that there was uh, a miscommunication, I guess you could say, between uh, the court side and the, the police side, and that's what led to the, the juveniles being released. But I'm wondering, uh, do we know anything more about the, the phone call that was made that night uh, between uh, the court officers and police? Well, t this morning in the briefing with Captain uh, Joe um, Marisi, he said that that's been common practice for years, so that that call is made to juvenile. And it sounds like that process is being reviewed because St. Louis police have met with juvenile authorities and the court system trying to get this all settled out because it sounds like there, there have been other incidents not just this one where there have been miscommunications and I think they just haven't been as public because of the carjackings that we've seen over the past two nights. Okay, I was going to ask if um, in terms of the, um, that, the saying that they needed to review it, does that mean that there were previous incidents like this in the past? Uh, well, he did not specifically say that. All that he did say is that this was common practice for them to make this phone call and tell the authorities they are bringing juveniles in and then they would bring them in and then the process would start at that point. So it sounds like there has to be a lot of review here. I've heard some, I've had some sources tell me off the record that this, these talks have been going on for a while now and that we might be hearing something in the very near future about how this might be revamped, this system. And do you know when the task force and who's involved in the task force, but when this task force uh, began, was it, do you know if it was before or after the killing of somebody who was carjacked uh, last well, night? They didn't, Dan Isom did not mention anything about a task force yesterday. And the briefing with uh, the captain today was the first time we actually heard about that task force. And they said that it was St. Louis police officers and also federal agencies. Later on, uh, the uh, box truck, who we just heard from, the captain said that they are also 
working with the circuit attorney's office. So there are several different agencies involved in this to form this task force because it was pretty much out of hand and they were preparing for more carjackings tonight. So just to wrap up with KMOX's uh, Maria Kina on the developing story this afternoon, the uh, police chase and crash of a vehicle that uh, had suspects inside. And Maria, they do believe that these suspects are connected with this chain of carjackings over several days in the city? They do believe that they are connected, uh, Michael, because uh, they, again, the, the captain would not say their ages. They do not know that yet because this was a very active scene at this collision at following the pursuit. So they didn't have the ages as yet. They hadn't processed the car yet. So we don't know if they found weapons. All of that will, should be coming out in the next couple of days at least. And we'll continue tracking it. Thank you so much for going in-depth on this with us. Uh, KMOX's Maria Kina. And coming up next, we'll get the latest on the national and international news lineup from the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. After we check traffic and weather together, it's 528 on TIPM, brought to you by the Heise Advisory Group. Now, three things to know. Number three. The best restaurants and chefs in the country. St. Louis has a few semifinalists for the James Beard Awards. That includes outstanding restaurateur to Michael and Tara Galena and Aaron Martinez for Take Root Hospitality. They own Vicia. Uh, we've got outstanding bar for the gin room. And if you're looking at best chef for the Midwest, Nick Bognar of Indo, Rob Connolly, and Bullrush. Number two. This is Kevin Killeen in Shrewsbury, where kids are sledding down the hill in the public park by the highway. Grade schooler Scout Rogers is here. School is very boring, and when you get a snow day, you just get to do whatever you want. And you don't have to do homework or classwork, because class doesn't exist, because it's a snow day, and it's fun, and it's better. But another girl sledding here on the same hill says... Even though she's having a lot of fun, she has a nagging thoughts that she needs to hurry up and do some homework in social studies. Number one. I'm Maria Kina. Just a few hours after St. Louis police said they put together a small task force to track down a crew of carjackers, an arrest is made. Major Janice Boxtruck says a stolen car being surveilled was pursued and crashed at 20th and Del Mar. There were no critical injuries. Police say three occupants were taken from that car. Two are possibly juveniles, but not yet verified. The news continues on Total Information PM, and while you might have seen some snow melt today, expect it to freeze into ice now that we're after dark. National Weather Service meteorologist Jared Maples. It looks like the freezing temperatures will move in here right around 8, 9 o'clock is where we drop to near or below freezing. Uh, after that, uh, midnight and through maybe 6 a.m., 7 a.m. in the morning, uh, we'll be in the mid-20s, so... Uh, definitely below freezing at that point. The police chief of East St. Louis has been fired along with three other city leaders. Police Chief Kendall Perry was relieved by new interim city manager Calvin Riley along with the assistant chief, the public works director and code enforcement officer. Perry told the News Democrat the reason given for his firing was insubordination, but he claims he and the others refused to pledge support to the re-election of Mayor Robert Eastern III. The mayor and interim city manager have not commented on the firings, calling them personnel matters. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. How do we reduce veteran suicides? Where we rank in in the entire country is not good. State Representative Dave Griffith chairs the House Veterans Committee. He gave testimony for a hearing for his bill Tuesday that would give more work for the Missouri Veterans Commission. They will provide a report to us at the legislature 
um, every year as to uh, data that they're collecting, um, what they're doing with that data, and what they're uh, really what they're doing to uh, to help uh, stem veteran suicide in the state of Missouri. In the hearing, Griffith shared a 16-page report compiled by the Interim Committee on Veterans' Mental Health and Suicide. Some of the testimony explained how former soldiers with suicidal tendencies often didn't speak up because they were afraid of getting fired from their jobs after service. The bill waits for scheduling. Stuart McMillan, KMOX News. In South St. Louis, 94-year-old George Seibel spent the morning shoveling snow from his own walkways and neighbors. Seibel was asked about reports that shoveling snow could cause heart attacks. My doctors told me, he says, I asked him about that. As long as I can, he says, as long as I can feel okay and it doesn't bother me, keep doing it. But if it, if you feel, you know, like you're getting a pain or something, stop. A former Marine who served in Korea, Seibel says he stayed fit for years playing handball and hopes to live six more years to see his 100th birthday. Time for a whole nother story with Kevin Colleen. And tonight, Kevin looks back on snowy days gone by. On snowy days when I was a kid, I would come down into the kitchen, dress for school in my Catholic grade school uniform, you know, khaki pants, a white shirt and blue tie. It's been my go-to outfit for years now, even as an adult. But back then, I'd round the corner and see my mom in her bathrobe making our lunches in an assembly line, the dog lurking at her ankles for scraps. Do we have school today? Do we? Shh, shh, listen. The transistor radio she points to on the kitchen windowsill was tuned to KMOX. Bob Hardy and Rex Davis were reading the complete list of school closings in alphabetical order. Our school was Mary Queen of Peace, which never closed for school because old Monsignor O'Toole believed that kids are safer in their desks surrounded by nuns and warm radiators and they shouldn't be out sledding on the hills. They could crack their skull open or catch pneumonia. So they'd get to the M's and go right past Mary Queen of Peace and we had to go to school. Then came high school. I went to DeSmet and DeSmet was very liberal with snow days, lots of them. One high school snow day I remember it was a lot of fun. Jim Gennari and Dave Evans and I shoveled driveways for cash, and then we would go down to a bar in Maplewood and drink a few beers and watch the snow falling out the window as if we were adults. Then came KMOX, working life in the 1990s before the Internet and cell phones, and the snow cancellation list was still a big, revered institution. Superintendents would call in and give their secret code number after driving around to sample the roads at 5 in the morning, and they would get on the list, and it would be printed up in time to be read live by Bill Wilkerson and Wendy Weiss. We didn't know then, but we were living in the last days of Pompeii for live radio snow closings, KMOX officially ended the practice a few years ago, and now it's all online. But back before then, a 15-minute-long list of snow closings read live on the air gave everyone in the St. Louis region the feeling that something enormous was happening. It affected everyone, and you had to listen for your school in alphabetical order. And with every school read, there was also the feeling that somewhere out there on the St. Louis map, there were children cheering in kitchens as their mom would stop making their lunches and tell them, okay, you can put away your school uniform, put on some fun clothes, because it's a snow day. With a whole other story, I'm Kevin Killeen. 
And finally, Chihuly in the Garden returns to the Missouri Botanical Garden with an exhibition the garden's president calls our most ambitious to date. Dr. Peter Weiss-Jackson says Chihuly in the Garden 2023 was curated expressly for the Missouri Botanical Garden. Thousands of pieces of blown glass forms in 18 installations with special Chihuly nights when the artwork is illuminated. Dale Chihuly is hailed as one of the most important artists of the 21st century and the exhibition opens May 2nd and runs through October 15th. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 